Hello, hi. Attention, everyone. This is going to be a great show. And it's the choice of a new generation. Corrupting the minds and the hearts of our children. And now, broadcasting live from Music City, USA. From pop culture to sports, from music to movies. Brian, Dan, and Zach got you covered. Crack open your brain hole and get ready for After Dark Sports. Wait, what? Yeah, that, that doesn't sound right, man. I'm going to change it. So crack open your brain hole and get ready for sports after dark. You see, that sounds awesome. Here's your hosts of Sports After Dark, Brian, Zach, and Dan, whose last names I don't know because it wasn't in the email. Oh, welcome in, welcome in, welcome in to another edition of After Dark Sports number 14? Question mark? Yes. I am Zach Williams, a.k.a. your dad's best friend. Your dad's best friend? I'm the gonna, hero of last week. Yeah, you're a hero, man. Oh, yeah. I've already used, your dad's, I've already used your dad's best friend, haven't I? Yeah. Oh, I got to think of that. A.k.a. Uh, uh, your your girl's man crush Monday. Dan Bradley. <laughs> from on the forecheck and SB Nation. And Brian, Robert- <laughs> and Brian Robertson, producer of the Johnny Ballbar Frank Show. Whoa, How are we whoa. doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Since we're name Since dropping we're all just now. dropping our creds on the table, man. <laughs> we're, all, we're all just whipping out, putting on the table. There it is, you know. Dad's best friend. You know, <laughs> on the four check, Johnny Ballpark Franks. Yeah, it, we just it, gets a, it gets a little hot outside, and everybody starts getting a little. Yeah, froggy, it was hot today. Eighty, eighty-five. I think it got up to. It's supposed to be hotter tomorrow. I mean, as you can tell by my attire, it was warm outside. You dress up like that every day. Yeah, uh, every day is hot though. I've only if you, if you think about the last. I mean, we. Hey, hey, spoiler. Let me peel back the onion, if I will. We record these on Mondays, uh, and last what three, four Mondays? It's been pretty hot. It's this been pretty true. hot. And also, I have a Preds cutoff. I started wearing it. They started winning. Kind of got a little superstitious. Played okay. baseball. That's just, you know, that's just a part of it. Yeah. You don't step on the chalk. And when you're wearing, you don't, I saw Dan's eyes cut. You don't know what that means? Stepping on the chalk? No, I know what that means. I'm oh. just saying, like, you're wearing a Preds cutoff. I'm like, you're wearing a. Not today. They okay. lost yesterday. All right. So, uh, if you didn't know. Oh, that's right. You wore, like, the Predators, uh, I forget, it was like a. It had some like, like a, had a car Nissan. Nissan. Or it was a yeah. Nissan yeah. and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, hey, I mean, we already. How are we doing actually? How was everybody's day today? How do, how are we good. all doing? Didn't, didn't have to do a whole lot. Just hung out at, at home. Well, you're on Johnny's show. Yeah, you don't have to do a lot. No, just... Hey, oh, shots fired! <laughs> 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 so yeah, it was a pretty good day for me. Uh, I actually uh, during last week's show, which you know we record these right around like six, seven, and nine, going into eight o'clock. At seven thirty during the show, I see. Yeah, uh, I. I on my laptop, I got a little email reminder for email from my CEO of my company, mm. and saying that my CIO just left. So you, hey, you're at night on a blood Monday. in the water. Like whoa, all right. So, uh, truth be told, Johnny calls me you know this afternoon saying, hey, can you come in, come in studio, want to talk about the predators. I know you normally get here early because you hate getting in traffic. He says I'm already on my way. <laughs> well, no, because we had a we had a meeting at four to four thirty to to discuss the transition plan. And I look around the other guys and like, dude, we're not staying at four thirty. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> no one have any questions, okay? What Remember? would be the transition so, anyway? Who cares? Well, no, well, we just hiring a new person, right? No, they're just going to promote from within, and then you know, just kind of a that's at least good though. Oh yeah. How annoying is that? When I, I hey, before I came here, I was working at a Hertz, and uh, I was a manager at the Hendersonville Hertz. Mm-hmm. Think about me. Making sure everybody's travel plans were okay. Ooh, yeah, there you go. I mean, because I've been that guy at the rental car counter. Oh yeah, I have been that guy. I have seen that guy <laughs> on multiple on multiple occasions because it's not it's not. Hey, it, if you go and get 
a tra- a, a rental car, it's not their fault they don't have cars. Yeah, especially when you you know you get rear-ended right around spring break. Ooh. Yeah, I got rear-ended around spring break. They were gonna saddle me with like this uh, like Kia Sedona minivan, or like you know like the big obnoxious <laughs> and, Kia minivan. And l- let me tell you, that's that's a lucky find because they hold onto those like they're gold. Oh no, 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 no! They couldn't wait to pass us off. Really? Me. Like no, I, that's I, surprising. I, I drove it for like 15 minutes. I'm like, there's no way they're gonna take this if I take it back to them. So I brought it back, and I got a uh, I got a SUV. I think a Kia Sportage SUV. I don't know why they. They had a lot of kids. Yeah. I, no well, one, I guess, that, no one wanted them. That's why I ended up leaving those because they hired from outside on when they were starting to promote, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I can make a career out of this. I went to school to be sports broadcasting, but I was like, you know, maybe I can make a career. It hurts. And they hired. I was like, all right, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> and what you were talking about, it's almost kind of like because I'm a fair fan of the Top Gear show, of course, like you were in like Grand Tour as well. Jeremy Clarkson, he and uh, James May were having a race in New Zealand, and he was using a rental car. Fastest car known to man. Yeah. A rental. <laughs> and he, as long as you get that $80 he, protection, he sir. He crap out of it. And, and like the incident reports, he goes like, a maniac pulled out in front of me. <laughs> it is funny. It's more than likely on YouTube and you can find it. Kind of it's there with funny. the jackass where they get the, all the damage deposit and everything. You take yeah. it to a demolition derby. <laughs> I've definitely thought about that. So I'll be thinking about that when I do that and return it to, you know. It happens, sir. And, and what it was, happens. And what was weird about that? All right, he started in a blue car. Then by the end of the trip, he was in a red one. <laughs> <laughs> so and James May goes like, that's not your car. Yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I got to watch that show more. Please. I think please it's, 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 well, you have to watch I've the watched old the American one. version. Well, they're coming out with the new American version. Are they really? Is summer. it going to be the same three guys? No. It's no. going to be new people. I think uh, the actor William Fickner. Uh, NHRA top fuel dresser, Antron Brown, and someone else. I don't know which one. Have, I'm sure John Force, you know, probably uh, went after that, and you know, he'd probably just you're, you're clipping, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he wears his microphone on his belt, probably, you know, because John Force has this incredibly loud voice because yes. he's screaming over a, you know, a top fuel funny uh, car. You, you know. said but, you said they're bringing back something, and it, it kicked into a memory of something. Well, Go bring up your point because I have something well, totally. Derailed. You have to <laughs> watch like old Top Gear if you want to watch those clips because. Uh, the three guys of Jeremy Clarkson, James May, and Richard Hammond, they have their own show on Amazon after a little legal battle that Jeremy Clarkson had oh, with yeah, you told the us BBC. About that. You told us about that. Which they filmed an episode here in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. And we, he, yeah, he showed me the This opening. was episode nine. Yeah. We talked about this. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. I don't know how I remember that. Yeah, so as of right now, yeah, they ha- they redid the format uh, last year. They had screaming Chris Evans, who was terrible, and <laughs> they had like four extra people on there but this time this year i watched the like six of the seven episodes i had this year they had matt leblanc chris harris rory reed they were the main three guys and then you had sabine schmidt she's a race car driver from germany who's a a nurburgring master and (laughs) what color belt is that uh I don't know. She drives Porsches a lot. So. Oh, ooh, and that's a velvet belt. And Eddie Jordan, who used to be a Formula One uh, team owner. Eddie Jordan. I thought. Yeah, you were see that Eddie one. George. That one's gonna go right over your head because now a whole lot of people will know him. Sabine. Schmitz. Oh, I so, Hey, sir. I definitely don't know him. Yeah, he used to. He used you could to, be making up names right now. Yeah, because this is how Eddie Jordan is known. He is known for being a car owner that didn't do well. How about that? <laughs> well, no, this is what I was going to say when you were talking about bringing things back. And, I mean, hey, this we talk pop, and I feel like we haven't talked any pop culture with anything. Yeah, that's my bad. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, so, Billy Ray Cyrus. Have you heard about this? Uh, is he, com- yeah, becoming Cyrus or something coming, like that? Becoming Cyrus, but he's bringing back Achy Breaky Heart with a Spanglish version. And wait for it. 
an EDM version. <laughs> he is desperate to revive his career. Oh, man. It, well, I mean, is there any bigger, like, Miley Cyrus, obviously, huge star, but the name Cyrus, right, that's that's what he's trying to do. That's the obvious, like, oh, I'm just going to hitch my wagon up to this this little ride. He, he's been doing that ever since she became a star. How excited are y'all for, I, I, and also, I mean, go ahead and tell you, Achy Breaky Heart, the EDM version, will be the new intro <laughs> into After Dark Sports. Uh, we will get it done. I don't no. care what we have to do. I don't care who I have to pay. No, 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 no. I mean, and my dad would definitely say no. When um, a friend of mine actually got, he was coming over to our Kentucky Derby party with the, uh, we were planning on with that, with like this, like he, we saw a picture where we had like this like mohawk mullet, like one of those like hipster mullet things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, naturally we whipped up that song on the Apple Music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was actually the mullet when I was younger, like kindergarten through like fifth grade was what my mom would personally yeah see dance point himself too yeah. it's that's what i think all the all, time i think we've all had that because there's like old pictures of me like there's this one picture of me with my i can't my not brother with a mullet sir <laughs> but here's the thing there's because of course this was like early 90s and this is shortly after my brother was born there's a picture of me kissing my brother shortly after he got back from the hospital and you can tell on my head it was blonde at the time but it was a mullet Oh, man. You should just rock the mullet now, though. No, because that is so 80s. I love the fact that, you know, we got Sumner, Rutherford, and Cheatham County all represented here, and we all had mullets <laughs> we all have, at the Hey, cause, hey where's, the, where, where's the common denominator? All in the South. Because <laughs> yeah. you know how many friends of mine here, I had that mullet, too? Here's one of the cool things I like to point out, because I was born in 1990. I was born at the end of the Cold War. There was still a Soviet Union, and there were still two Germanys in 1990. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I like to I like to say that sometimes. You like to, you remember those days fondly. Well, I don't remember <laughs> them, but it was a, it was a warm sensation and then a burst of light. Well, I remember, <laughs> when I, I remember when I was like four or five years old having like soccer balls and stuff that had like you know the hammer and sickle still on it. You know, had like a West Germany and an East Germany patch on it. Oh, Ooh, man. Yeah, yeah, man. But you should just get the mullet because it would rock the whole NASCAR and motorsports. Well, they well NASCAR, no one wears a mullet anymore. And you know, we need, you have some that have bohawks. We need that guy here at WSR. There needs that new blood of mullet. I think that's coming back though. Uh, if you ever, <laughs> there's a uh, YouTube uh, annual tradition that's out there. The Minnesota Hockey Hair Team. That is awesome. Because I saw like an E60 with Barry Melrose on that. Oh. Those those kids go all out for their hair. High school kids. Yeah, it's a high school <laughs> hockey tournament. That's awesome. Well, what's a, they, there's a school here that does, they shave their head. I mean, it's not really the same, but like a whole school shaves their head. I forget what well, it was. Well, every uh, sport in every uh, school, they're all all going to have their own I didn't tradition. Hendersonville didn't have that cool tradition. We Hey, we did the thing that every school did, the roller coaster. You know, the fake roller coaster. You and the we, whole crowd. Oh, we did. Go, we did that. We did that too in my high school. Oh. Um, but I know by my senior year, uh, my football team. I had a, a few friends on the football team. Uh, they all like shaved like parts <laughs> of their head, and they just left uh, like a sliver of hair on top. Yeah, yeah Dan's sure. got it pulled up in here. The I, I've, State I've all seen, hockey hair. I've team. seen it. It's awesome. This is this year's edition. Of I haven't it. seen this year's. I only oh, saw now that, that is good. That one that that looked like a uh, Valanjunas from a. Uh, Former Cavs, right? That guy just looks mean. <laughs> them, them flows, man. Definitely check it out. Uh, the Minnesota All-State hockey team, which, oh, this guy has glasses. If you had to be wow. a pro athlete. Oh, is athlete, he trying like, to be a handsome brother? <clears throat> yeah, I guess. 
who, would, who <laughs> like what sport would you want to be a pro athlete? Relief pitcher. That's like been like my you're own. not wrong, sir. That's like make my, a lot of money no, doing nothing. No, well, <laughs> I mean, you make good money, not I me, mean, but just if like, you're a prof- if you're in the majors, you're making good money regardless. I mean, uh, y- like, yeah, elite. League minimum, you're making a half million. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, relief pitcher, you're going to make around like you're going to make around like four to six million if you're really yeah. good. A starter, oh, yeah. you're making around eighteen to twenty eight. Would yeah. you? But four million to not really be the guy. They're like, oh, we just need you to throw the the fifth, sixth, and seventh. I actually just had a buddy get called up to be a relief pitcher for the Mariners. Nice, that's yeah. cool. From Hendersonville, I mean, played at MTSU. That's good. Yeah. So it's, it's always a cool when the closer comes out. You know, like if way that uh, the O's have their stadium this year is they have like the LED lights whenever Zach Britton comes out. Yeah, you know. And well, it's, same with the Braves when they had a uh, Kimbrel. Yeah, or mm-hmm. Kimbrel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The fl- the flames and everything would go on yeah. and everything. Or yeah. like when Robinson Cano comes out, it's Inter Salmon and all that. Or, oh yeah, or uh, Rivera. Yeah. M- oh yeah, Miguel. What did I say? Robinson I Cano. Oh. he comes out always. to just booze everywhere unless he's playing <laughs> at home. <laughs> he has a different. <laughs> Him, man, oh yeah. man, that was the best home run derby when they did it at Kaufman. They did it at the K, and oh. he was getting booed religiously. What about the guy? <laughs> They're booing fe- his mom. He came up on a video camera. Did you see the guy fall in the fountain at Kaufman? Yes. Did that you happens, know that guy? That happens at least once a year. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> some idiot. <laughs> it's deep though. It's not that. It's not that short. It's, it's pretty pretty awesome because that's a pretty cool feature at Kaufman Stadium for the Royals. Yeah, yeah, a lot I, I know have it. a lot. A lot of teams are starting to do that now with these retro ballparks that they're having. Even the Braves have one now at uh, SunTrust Park. It looks like it's two thirds the way done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know because it's kind of like right in front of the batter's eye, so they can't go all the way in front of it and mess it up. We went to a uh, Reds game this past season. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it would have been the past season. Yeah, it would have been the past season. It was over the last summer. Their home run thing is scary. It is. <laughs> and they played the Mets. And uh, uh, But, man, there is not a seat in the shade anywhere in no, the park. because it, it faces south. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> it was so hot. <laughs> Baseball nerds. <laughs> I, I was wearing a Royals cutoff. Just mm-hmm. came from Kings Island. Me and uh, me and the Mrs. Maggie. Uh, we, would, we were out there. I thought, I'm going to get seats. I was like, where, where, where's the least sun? And I think she kind of laughed and just kind of like closed her eyes and picked one because I was in the most sun. Right next to uh, uh, where, where the, the pitchers were warming up for the Mets, though. Got to see some Syndergaard yeah, right next cool. to me. Get to see his lady hair? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thor. I hate, I hate that guy. So, a nice transition. The Predators today uh, made a roster move. Um, this is actually more of a prospect signing anything else. So don't get excited about this particular year. But his guy's name is uh, Victor Achel. He is a six. How do you foot spell that? E D E J D E L L or something like oh, that. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's very. <laughs> and they also Swedish. signed um, like a free agent from Sweden as well, That's Emil Pedersen. Oh, Emil Pedersen. Yeah, he's yeah. the guy they've drafted. The uh, no, H L is the free agent. Oh yeah, I got but backwards. He's six foot four, two twenty at least. He looks like you know a giant brick building. But he has beautiful lady hair like Noah Syndergaard. Oh. So naturally, we're all going to call him Tor. Okay. <laughs> hey, I thought about it. I thought about it. our hockey club. So, so I, the Preds are going to get prettier on the ice. They're going to get prettier and more Swedish, and I'm 100 percent okay. <laughs> they're with already this. low key a pretty team, and they're already very well, Swedish. If so you yeah. if you really look at it, even comparing it to Anaheim to Nashville, they all the Preds players look like a bunch of models. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of models yeah. and Ryan Johansson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, Speaking of baseball, real quick, just kind of tied up here. I like to point out that these are some really nice crispy cream donuts because yeah, they were awesome. As a as a, a blatant oversight, mostly on my part, but I think on your part as well. We if we had wagered on our baseball teams playing each other, I would have had to bring in these beautiful crispy cream donuts Ms. because the Royals swept the O's. I did with Machado's help. 
Yep. You saw that throw to second? Where yeah, there was no that was a Little League second. home run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not not to love what the Rays have been doing, but yeah, that was definitely like a Little League home run right there. Y'all still have the record, though. Yep, we're, still we're, the- we're, still, we're trying to catch up, but I mean, we're one of those midseason teams that catches just catches fire. No, I think the O's just look forward to the roster expansion, that way so they can, you know, like give their bullpen a break. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's our same problem with the Royals. Yeah. But hey, you know, we, the donuts, the reason why we brought I brought the donuts in. Was, John Wall. Well, no. That's the answer. <laughs> yeah, well, he wins at home. Well, he he yeah, can't win on the road. I thought for sure. Of course, game seven's tonight. Yeah, because y'all bet on game five. Yeah, we bet on game five. John Wall won- oh, hit, that's right, yeah, yeah, John Wall hit the game winner back in Washington. But, I mean, for the love of God, I mean, you, who do you bet on tonight? Obviously, you bet on the team that's at home. Nobody's yeah. won on the road in that whole series. No. Nope. And John Wall was ice cold hitting that game winner. <laughs> oh, that felt good, though. It felt good. That was going on while the Preds were playing. I, I, I mean, as, as the so you probably I didn't am, watch it. I definitely clicked over for the end of that one. Yeah, it was so not good. at night. Well, who, you know, how many people click over for the end of a uh, of a basketball game in the playoffs? Everybody. Nobody watches the full. Day. They wait till like the last. That's three why minutes. no one's there at the beginning of the game because it's inconsequential. Or like, you're in Houston. Oh, Houston. Yeah. <laughs> now I, I understand like the people in Anaheim. Oh, the traffic's so bad to get out here to go see the Ducks. Ooh, we're going to talk about that. The later. ninth most popular team in LA. You know, <laughs> but Houston Rockets. I get it because you know it is. Houston. Houston. Like yeah. Houston traffic is the worst in the country. Coming up after the break, we're going to break down the uh, Predators' first two games against the Ducks. Also talk a little bit about basketball because someone at the station has to. You're listening to After Dark. Uh, welcome back in. So uh, during the break, actually, I was able to do one of my favorite things on social media. Did you hate it or love it? No, I screen cap something because I know this. He is likes gonna, doing that a lot. I know this is going to get deleted. So blogger, that's a constant blogger, right? Oh there. yeah. No, I'm going to screenshot gotcha, this. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's totally like that's the SB Nation brand right there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Phil Phil Hewlett or Hullett or Hewlett, I don't know because he's a PA announcer for the Anaheim Ducks, was uh, discussing the uh, tickets and discussing just the lack of uh, enthusiasm of the crowd at Anaheim for games one and two and just people showing up late and reports of Anaheim uh, Ducks uh, personnel going into the uh, crowd and picking up the uh, towels that were draped over the seats that no one showed up to get, you know, to make the place not seem as empty and not seem as like, you know, again, the Anaheim Ducks are the ninth most cared about team in Los Angeles, professional sports team. You can argue the Sparks, but we're going to... A lot of teams. Yeah. At least they had Lisa Leslie. This is true. So... (laughs) Phil Hewlett goes out on Twitter and sa- and is responding to uh, some Nashville folks about the uh, ticket prices. Quote, easier to buy the tertiary market, plenty of crackheads in the parking lot unloading tickets for 50 bucks. <laughs> All right. I-, I love Nashville fans because this is like, you know, again, we're talking the complete polar opposites here. The Anaheim Ducks, again, are the ninth most popular professional team in the greater Los Angeles metropolitan area. The Predators are a 1B at this point. I'm not delusional. I know the NFL still runs whatever it touches. That's, you know, there's no other way to put it. But at the, at the end of the day, you know, you don't see a whole lot of Titans hats, you know, around the way you used to. You do see a lot of Predator stuff. Oh, right yeah. Now, especially given, I mean, given the time of year, yes. And given the success, yes, you're going to see more Predator stuff. But let's not be foolish. The Titans are still the Titans. Yeah. But right that, now, that being, though, right now it's all Preds. That being yeah. said, I mean, you've got – Predators fans, you know, going after the uh, and kind of goading the uh, the PA announcer for the Anaheim Ducks into saying bad stuff on social media. 
you've got you know people making fun of you know of, of Anaheim Ducks fans not showing up. This is this is the kind of level of nastiness that that exists here that I didn't know was I didn't know was here and I love it. Yeah, I was bringing that up because like a lot of people that were talking about it on Friday night for Game One, how there's a lot of empty seats. Carrie Underwood, of course, Mike Fisher's uh, wife, she goes like, whoa, what's with all the empty seats at Anaheim tonight? Wouldn't happen in Smashville, that's for sure. And then she goes with Hey, Carrie, who cares? 1.4 1. thousand uh, retweets, 7,500 likes. I, that's dude, a lot. Okay, but how annoying reaction. is this? How annoying is it, though? What do you mean? What? This whole this whole Twitter, like I mean, it's like it's always like that. But but for what for what good is it? What does this help a team win or lose? It doesn't because it's, Anaheim I mean, came is, back in one game too. This the is, really thing is just to get under the skin of the Duck fans. That's all it was. But I know. But like I just I hate this whole back and forth thing. And I mean it's the same thing with college football, right? This yeah. is the whole thing that it doesn't matter. Here's the thing with with professional though is it is very temporary. You know, it is. You're right. You know, with college football, no nah, man, we whipped your ass last October. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just getting under people's skin I've for wore, no reason. I've wore Florida Gator shirts out in public maybe three times in the past twelve months, and yeah, every time without fail, somebody, know, someone, oh, some Tennessee some, fans going to come some up Tennessee with a fan snide. or some Bama fan. God for oh man, Bama fan, you know. <laughs> But see, look right there. Even it's like you're like I can't stand the Bama fans. Oh yeah, it's more just college it's just football. because so it's such a weird blood college, gang mentality to, to me in college sports. It's that's one of the alluring elements of uh, college sports is because those deep rooted rivalries that go back a hundred years. And plus, that, we're talking about areas of the country that have nothing else to cheer for. Not saying that like in a derogatory yeah. way, but let's be honest here: there is no professional team in Alabama. There's no professional team in East Tennessee. You know. I know, and I get the idea. It's a community want to get involved. You know, I mean, that's that. Why else buy the jersey with no mm-hmm. name on it? In a sense, you know, not supporting yeah. a player just for supporting the team. I mean, I understand that, but also I I don't understand the people. What was it? Uh, three, four, maybe four years ago. Uh, the Alabama fan shooting the other Alabama fan because she wasn't as upset when Alabama lost in the yep. national championship. Oh, oh yeah. Or, or how about the most famous Alabama fan right now in uh, Harvey Updike poisoning uh, the trees at Tumor's Corner in Auburn? Yeah, because, yeah. Because uh, Auburn they put, a, they put a Scam Newton jersey on Bear Bryant. Yeah, because <laughs> Auburn beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl in 2010. And who like it's just it's just weird how people take it to this next like a physiological like level. That makes best, no sense. And the best part is that the, since Predators are technically part of like this, you know, like the SEC, you know, footprint, this is normal to us. This is a normal <laughs> thing. You're so right. This Especially is normal. That's why, a whole lot of, that's why a whole lot of people didn't really like here. Going, eh. <laughs> go back. Go back. Just this last football season when Vandy beat UT. You think these people weren't all on Twitter? Oh. The same people? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were here. We in were doing studio. it for the post game show, and yeah. we were we were here talking about it. I mean, how, that was the, that was the most call ins we got on the show the whole year. Yeah, I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. I and and I get it's the involvement. That's what they want, and especially for Vanderbilt football, the UT game is the game of the year, no matter what. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they uh, play game, Kentucky. Great. Bowl games always Kentucky, great. great. Ole Miss, but if oh, they, that's pretty good. If they beat UT at any given year, which they've had a lot of success in the last. What twelve years they've been been able to beat them more? That's what Vanderbilt fans live for. Three the chance, yeah. the chance to it, take down uh, the big brother 
they like to call in uh, East Tennessee. It's fun. It's fun if it's like a buddy, you know, and it's like, you know, when Gators lose, you've seen – I've came out and said something. I've done something. Oh, man, he got thrashed. Who was that? Brian Russ for the Rangers gets – or the uh, Penguins, Penguins gets – Ooh! Do you know Dion Phaneuf is married oh, to? Oh, man, we're – who? Alicia Cuthbert. I don't know who that is. You remember the 24? Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, back to my point. Uh, I don't understand the people that go on Twitter. You're finding tags – to look for that's what I don't that get. guy that guy and, and it's mm. not that guy it's those people how frequently we're seeing that oh, these people are going to chase down the other team's fans I remember when I was in high school uh Hendersonville High School was playing they're the Patriots they were the Patriots, were oh, the Patriots. Page Page yeah no, uh, no. Oakland no yeah, it could be Oakland it was something County they were the Patriots oh Henry County Henry it might have been Henry County actually it's funny enough we talked yeah, about yeah four A schools yeah yeah um <laughs> and it was in the state tournaments and like there was a whole like Facebook beef of like going back and forth of like, and then, I mean, it got so much, fa- it was, it was kind of funny. There was one girl, she, she was an ugly girl and they, they kept putting, they kept, they like photoshopped her picture onto the ugly Betty, uh, cover art. My God. Yeah. It got kind of hard. It got kind of, <laughs> it got kind of bad out there, but I mean, still though, it's like, I don't, I don't get that idea of like, Oh, I'm going to go attack the fans. It's like yep. it's the players playing, but I'm gonna attack the people that support well, that, you. That's the thing about because I went to Laverne High School. My parent, um, at least my mom and a few uh, my aunts and uncles, they went to Smyrna High School. But we always lived in the community. Smyrna and Laverne, it used to be only one high school, Smyrna High School, and then they split in '88. Ever since then, there's been complete hatred of each other with the high schools, and why it didn't get to that level. I remember my freshman year, I was playing on the freshman football team. We beat Smyrna's freshman that Thursday night. We came back, and we found out that the like Smyrna students like spray-painted the LHS hill. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that kind of ticked us off. And Laverne almost won that game uh, the next night, but they, they, uh, they lost. Then the next year, it was played at Laverne. and well, No, it was played at Smyrna, but that next year, it was like, no, nah, I think it was 07. It was two years later. And Smyrna uh, students again like spray painted the track mm. and all and all that stuff. And then I think some Laverne students that year uh, had some chicken livers and hearts tucked up underneath the stands, and also did donuts <laughs> in the field. <laughs> that's pretty so good. That was that's pretty, good. that's pretty much hatred between Laverne. I can and Smyrna. see that in high school just because your children. Yeah, <laughs> when you're a grown adult that goes to your CPA job, <laughs> and then but you're at work. And you're like, I'm going to just get on Twitter here. And, yeah. hey, you know what? Go yourself over there, Anaheim, because your fans didn't show up. It's like, who cares? Okay, so this is a conversation a friend of mine had back in 2014 regarding Jalen Hurd. Um, I was saying, you're right. I can't, be- I can't believe somehow we brought up Jalen Hurd. I was talking about, like, yeah, I did a sideline reporting for one, you know, for another station. And then, you know, it didn't go so well after they called me. You know, I said, hey, you know, you saw Jalen play in high school and you were sending you out there to do games. You know, call him and give your assessment. Okay, I do that. I give an honest assessment. I say he's too tall. He's too fragile. He's going to be an NFL receiver. Wrote this February 17th, 2014. So I get two replies to it. One of them was October 12th, 2015. As in, (laughs) some guy went through and found me 18 months later. Great assessment, guys. Like, you pulled up a tweet from over 18 months ago? Wait, wait, you're, you're insinuating 
Like this is an you're example of what you're sarcasm, talking about. Though. This yeah. is what you're talking. Could he about. not be? He be, could be like, hey, great assessment, guys. No, yeah, he, this is this 20, is like this is a great assessment. This, no, because probably back in oh, what was this? 2014, 2015. They 2015. were just they were just using Jalen Hurd as like the all time Jeff Fisher running back of just yeah. <laughs> three yards, mm, two yards, mm, three yards. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, just yeah, stops quarterback sarcasm. draw. Probably sarcasm. <laughs> so that that's a fine example of it. And for the record, I was right about Jalen Hurd. So there, there's that guy too. Yeah, the guy's got to say he's right. You know what though? For three years, man, three years. I, I, talk about seeing around the curve. Three years, I kept this on a bookmark, waiting to bring this up. No, I'm talking about seeing around the curve, man. 2013, when I, you know, that's yeah, it, it, was, it was it was some dark moments there, but you know, it felt good being right. Well, you know, but you know, you're right though. Like that's what that guy searched Jalen Hurd, and then exactly or said, but he's in some tag word in there, something like uh, uh, I, what is he with skill level? Something you know popped up that was in the. In the assessment, probably just searched Jalen Hurd Gators and found us. I'm like, oh, <laughs> get on here and <laughs> yeah. show these sons of guns. I mean, and go to his Facebook. <laughs> it's banners already, a UT flag, and like, you know, it's all that kind of thing. But I just, it's still, it's just weird to me how, I mean, and it's obvious the whole social media perception is just blown to where it's like people can find anything anywhere and they're going to argue about anything anywhere if there's anything that's been kept true through history. I mean, fine example of that was last night with uh, when Ryan Johansson made those comments about Ryan Kessler. He said that, you know, yeah, let me go through and pull up the exact quote here because the exact quote is actually really funny. Um, it's, with, it's, with, it's missing a particular piece of context, and that is his demeanor when he says it. Because when I say this, you know, it sounds like you know very much a "woe is me" kind of thing. Let me find the exact. Well, that's quote been that, that's that that's what we're talking about, though. Yeah, exactly. He's he's you know saying they're wondering how his friends and family can cheer for somebody who plays like that. And when you say that, like you know, just reading the text, like, <laughs> oh man, ooh, he sounds like he's legitimately hurt. And then I watch the video of it, and he's smiling the entire time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and let's not forget, Ryan Johansson did have four points in the previous two games. It's not like he's, you know, out there, this big, mean guy's beating me up out there, and I can't play my hockey game. No, he's actually going out there and playing pretty well and just tired of getting speared in the junk and yeah. tired of getting elbows to the head. Like, that elbow to the head, probably, if it was, you know, like, let's say a uh, Ryan Reeves did that from the Blues – you may be getting a call for that. Yeah. Now, I was listening to some other garbage radio this morning, and I'll just say that just because I honestly, it's incredibly. Can you say fr- the name? No, I won't. You won't no. do it? Uh, you know what? Because, you know what? Because they're young and they're they're just like us in the sense that, you know, they're still feeling out their audience and what have you. Oh, Predneck. No, I'm just. <laughs> hey No, I've been watching this game since I was up, where, up there in New Jersey. <laughs> Used to go to Rangers games and sneak through a hole in the fence. <laughs> no, it, it's the. Um, it's just like any other sport. Like LeBron's not going to get called for everything he does. Yeah, I mean LeBron's yeah, I mean, going to LeBron's gonna get him. calls that. I mean, not saying that Ryan Kessler is a LeBron James, but he's you know he's a, he's a very well you know, respected player. He's been in the league for over a decade. You know, he's he's made a Cup final before. He's Ryan Kessler. He makes like seven million dollars a year. Yeah. So you're going to tell him how to do his you're job. You're not going to get the same calls if you're Ryan Kessler that you would if you were Ryan Reeves. It's been both ways, Ryan, though. Ryan Reeves got a penalty call by just being a third man into a scrum. Yeah. Ryan Kessler yeah. elbow, elbows the number one center of the other team in the head and doesn't even get two minutes. Yeah. So you can't sit there and tell me, you NBC, know. NBC, though. They their co- actual take was if, if, if Ryan Kessler was such a dirty player, the NHL would do something about him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's, it's going bad. It's going both ways though. Because I mean, mm-hmm. NBC caught a good oh, clip of a Preds player oh, Fors- jabbing. Oh, it's Philip Forsberg. Forsberg he was least- going back to the bench yeah. and he nudged the guy in the groin. Well, with yeah. the whole clip of him it actually was to have him doing with a stick. You know, he was, was just perfectly going, timed going both side to side. He had two strides where he was getting the exact same motion in. So he at least you know. 
you have that argument. Here's and also the other argument. I don't think is Swedes don't typically go sweet on Swede crime. <laughs> they don't typically do that. Uh, it's very rare when a Swedish dude very fights neutral. another Swedish dude. Yeah, exactly. You know, they, they're very much like, oh, how's your family? Because they, you know, played. You know, Silverberg and Forsberg are right around the same age. They've played together before. And, and the, the other thing, though, getting into what we were, what I was talking about earlier, my point is like, you're setting yourself up for failure. Who when is? you're when you're either either fan when you're talking about another fan base, yeah, it's a one-one series. Hey, I'm, I'm in Nashville. I hope Preds win. They could easily lose, and those tweets are still there. You're gonna go back and delete them? Yeah, you don't want to be like. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the things that we did on on OTF was we went back through and we found all like these really incredibly butthurt Chicago fans. They were upset that anybody dared pick Nashville in this series because all the analytics guys they were saying it would be a closed series. A lot of the analytics guys picked Nashville. Uh, but a were, lot of the mainstream guys still pick. Oh, all the main, all the mainstream, all your ESPN also rans like yeah. you know. Who cares what ESPN? Yeah, like, Adnan, like Adnan <laughs> Verk and everything. Well, everyone just picks Chicago, so you know that was kind of a dividing line between the between the new school and the old school when it comes to hockey media. But yeah, the amount of just you know, how could anyone pick Nashville over Chicago? And then that happened. And yeah, yeah. Now well, they're all now they're all whining about baseball, just like St. Louis fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna take a quick break, and on the other side, we're gonna talk about how John Wall. Hey, turns out he's good at basketball. This is After Dark. And welcome back into After Dark Sports. Give us a follow on Twitter at After Dark Sports. And you can uh, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. Hey, you like what's going on? 50 Cent. I like a little 50 Cent. A little change in the pocket. This is your theme of the week. Been hit with a few shots, but I don't walk with a limp. Hey, I like I love Fifty Cent, man. This was this was a school bus days. This for was, me. Okay, this was. I'm gonna take you guys all literally back to school here with us right here. So before Broadway and like downtown got revitalized into being like this, you know, like hillbilly paradise. <laughs> my pe- my people, like you know, like as far as like when I was in high school, Second Avenue was where you wanted to be. There was hurricanes. There was yeah. Graham Central Station. <laughs> Even the Hooters, you know, still, you know, still was bumping it during that time. <laughs> but yeah, this is before like the uh, it was like country was super cool again. So we we would like you know pop in a figure fifty cent CD, and that was when they really enforced the cruising law. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, we would like take three laps around, then take you know about an hour break, uh, walk some more, and then do the same thing. And then, yeah. <laughs> I hate fun. it. You love it. <laughs> That'd be fun. So basketball's going on still. If you uh, if you're in Nashville, <laughs> if you're in Nashville, you probably don't know. There are other games being played besides hockey. Uh, the NBA ratings aren't terrible here. I mean, they're not putting up a 10 share like yeah. the Predators are. Yeah. If you're on Twitter, though, right now, you're seeing Stand With Us, Preds, all over the place. But and there's been one good series. There's been one good series. I, I really like what we're seeing out of uh, seeing out of the Wizards right now. It's being like that team that, you know, could maybe at some point challenge. Maybe some. I think they've already overtaken the um, – the Raptors, as far as being the team that can challenge the uh, challenge the Cavaliers. That being said, Boston, their better days are definitely ahead of them. Oh yeah, I this see. is a nice little preview as far as can what they can do. Can we actually change it to the game? Yeah, we can. Yeah, go ahead and do that. Real yeah, quick. Well, right now we were keeping an eye on the uh, on the Pittsburgh Ottawa game. Yeah, this isn't Game Seven though. It isn't, and plus <laughs> Ottawa's already won Game One. You know, I would love to see the Senators, you know, take both games out of this series, but it's not going to. I don't think it would make anybody cry. Well, nobody's nobody's lost at home yet. And right as soon as we turn over, look what happens. That, you know, Who John, is that? John Wall. <laughs> that John Wall. Drove to the rack, John got Wall. an animal. Got an one. Uh, here's a question. Oh, you're I have right. For, and Wall. That is right. Question I have for, for uh, is that we always hear that you know that. 
that college basketball loyalty doesn't always bleed over into the um, into the pros. One and dones. Yeah, the one and dones kind of killed that. John Wall may be the one guy from Kentucky that I think could kind of break that mold a bit. Yeah, you know, because he stayed loyal to the team that he went to. That's something else you don't really see. How many how many players have you seen that stay have stayed as long as he has to the team that drafted him? You don't see that outside of. Well, usually a lot of first round picks st- stick with the team there. Not with, many, not, unless not, you're traded. talking rec- recent years. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I mean Russell Westbrook is an LA guy. Okay, that's one besides Wall. How about how about Dwayne Wade? He stayed into he stayed in Miami until they kicked him out. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, he's a guy from you know who's a Chicagoan. You know, from you know, he went to school in Marquette, right up the road, Milwaukee. I mean, that's a good example right there. And, I, and honestly, I think if Isaiah Thomas, you know, can if they can get some kind of talent around him. Which Al Horford's good, but Al Horford is He's not a young old. guy. Yeah, Kelly Olynyk is Kelly Olynyk, dirtiest player in the league. And an, and another player that we're talking about, Anthony Davis. He recently signed like a huge deal with New Orleans, so he's going to be there for a long time. That's a that's kind of a shocker to me. I honestly thought that uh, that they would they may look to move him around, which I think he's a lot more versatile than Boogie. Yeah, because so, yeah. I think isn't he going to be like a free agent this year? He'll probably go to yeah. like L.A. or whatever. Who knows yeah. where he's going to go? He's going to go in Lonzo Ball's territory. Ooh. Oh God! I, I didn't even mean to bring him up. Uh, yeah, we don't. This is a, this yeah, is we a, need, we How need, are those shoes selling? We could talk about Lonzo. I don't want to talk about Lavar. How are those ever shoes again. selling? Can we look the the numbers up? Last time I checked, it was like three hundred <laughs> sales, and that was it. Oh man, they were the worst. I'm gonna have to look that up real quick, just for the just talk basketball. I'm gonna look, do some research here. Did you watch Game Six, Brian? Of uh, the Boston? No, uh, I didn't. Has anybody watched it? I mean, I know you haven't. But I don't, I'm is, not really interested did, because everyone knows who's going to play yeah, in the finals. I was going to say, did anybody watch Cleveland versus whoever they played? Nope. <laughs> no, and plus that was a week ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And it's still going to be another two to three days before they actually play, wow. which the Spurs and Warriors will already play game two. All right. <laughs> Report from the USA Today Network from Scott Gleason says, according to the inventory data on the source code of the company's website gathered by the LA Times, just around 500 pairs of the Big Baller branded three models of shoes and sandals were ordered in the first week, debuted on May 4th. That equates to around $290,000 worth of footwear sales during the first week. Good Lord. That, that was two weeks ago. That's almost. a lot more than I would think. I mean, that's just hype. You know, that's just the hype of them getting brought up. I, that's so stupid. You remember the John? I'll tell you good shoes. That didn't stick around. The John Wall zigzags? No. They were by Reebok? Mm-mm. I had a well, pair. Well, that's part of the reason why. Well, yeah, but the, <laughs> these were different. You If you see the shoes, you'll be like, oh, I remember these shoes. Oh, yeah. See? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I had a pair of those. They were the most comfortable basketball shoes I had ever. And uh, besides my Kobe 5s, I was a little connoisseur. I played the Parks League while I was through high school. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there was just a, but, a bunch of but, – I mean, there were still people playing, which is weird to me, but you know, I just wanted to play. And we kept playing all through the Parks Leagues and everything, growing, going from freshman to senior year. We would win the championship every well, year. Well, I never collected any any players' shoes. To me, the <clears throat> excuse me, the best uh, basketball shoe uh, that I remember was uh, LeBron's rookie year. Oh, those yeah. those shoes were pretty nice. My mm. favorite actually were the Scottie Pippen airs. <laughs> those were like, I mean, those were actually really good shoes. If you're talking about shoes, though, uh, I loved Kobe's. If you ever uh, Kobe's his his I black mambas and stuff. Kobe's, man. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> They're so good, though. They were so comfortable. So, uh, this is actually How ties back get- to John Wall because John Wall, as of right now, does not have a shoe deal. He does not. No, it- he left. Uh, apparently, he left a Reebok when the Reebok Adidas merger kind of, you know, they, Reebok, you know, stepped away from basketball. Now it's just Adidas. Mm-hmm. According to the Ringer, he left Adidas's seven point five million dollar on the altar. Their words, not mine. 
Uh, so, as of right now, Kyrie Irving, Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, now Chris Stapps, Porzingis, Jamal, Jamal Crawford, Mike Conley, all have shoe deals. Paul George. John Wall does not. Yeah. Yeah. And the NBA, they're moving to what Nike for all apparel next year as well. Yep, with yeah. ads uh, actually got announced. Yeah, today. because Cleveland, they're going to have a good year. The wing, the wing foot is going to be their sponsor next year. You know year. what? If if we can keep it to like the size of a silver dollar, I'm okay, I'm okay, with, okay that. with that. Yeah, that's not bad. Let's not get like the WNBA where you can't tell what team's playing. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's or like what, that's Premier really, Soccer League even. Uh, no, in soccer they're kind of okay with it because they have the one main sponsor and that's you, fine. You don't have to wear you don't wear your numbers on your front. Yeah, you know you wear the team crest, you wear your kit manufacturer, and you have your sponsor. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. But I'm talking about like uh, other basketball leagues and even ho- hockey leagues in Europe are oh, really bad about that. You really can't tell who's the playing. The Finnish hockey league is the worst because they'll have sponsors on the back of their thighs. <laughs> and some of those hockey leagues they have sponsors on all over the ice too. No, the, the, <laughs> the absolute worst I've ever seen was uh, in the UFC. A uh, fighter by the name of Paul Buentello. Yeah, yeah I know. You're, I already know what you're talking <laughs> yeah, him, about. Yeah, his ass being sponsored by condomdepot.com is something yep. I'm never going to forget. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, hey, another in the world of basketball, there was a pretty big, a pretty big swing. If you t- if you want to talk about, it. Spurs were tra- or were leading Golden State in the third quarter by 23 points, and then Zaza Pachulia, Pachulia, Pachulia. Uh, some people, I mean, Greg Popovich, he got pretty upset. Well, of course, his star player got hurt. That's true, and he's and and already Kawhi's out. Kawhi yeah, is already out yeah, for the second game. I think, has he been named out for yeah, game two? Yeah, yeah, they already said okay. he's out for game two. Um, I, I don't know if you've to seen me, this video. When I saw the replay, it didn't look dirty to me. It just looked first, like a basketball play, and and Kawhi just rolled his ankle. The first, the first like shot of it, like at live. You're like, oh, he 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 leaned into him, he pushed him a little bit. Then they had that second shot. You know, it was like down on the ground cam. It's like he didn't even touch him. He got yeah. near him, but you could see his like you could see his like knee or something buckle in. And I, I but it did swing the game. That that's the yeah, thing everybody's because, getting so yeah, upset. Yeah, because wasn't the Spurs up by like twenty five or something? Twenty three like at the time. At the time, and then and then they end up losing Gold, by one yeah, point. Golden before. State went on a huge run after that. Yeah, while they were on, while uh, Kawhi's on the court, a plus fourteen difference. Oh yeah, that, that was you, a big deal. That guy is basketball right now. He embodies everything about basketball right now. Everything on the good side of it, yeah. He mm-hmm. he's who LeBron doesn't want to play. I'm wrong. Right now. I'm wrong. A plus twenty one difference. Really? That's, well, that's pretty much crazy. the difference of the game. While he's on the court, the the Spurs out Spurs are outscoring their competition by twenty. Even LeBron points. said he w- he doesn't want to play Kyra, uh, Kyrie uh, Kawhi. Kawhi. No. He doesn't want to play him because no I mean, that's that's the only player we've seen lock LeBron up. Yeah. And Kawhi Leonard, I mean, he's got a very smooth touch with him. I mean, that back and forth he had with Mike Conley in Memphis mm-hmm. you know, a few weeks ago was that was one of the when basketball you know gives you that one on one matchup back and forth. That's when it's at its best. Yeah, yeah. You know that that is to me that that's one of the better things in sports. I mean, with hockey we get it we get it sparingly because you know that if the coach is smart they're not going to match their best player up against your best player unless he feels like he has an advantage. So it has to be a mutual agreement. With basketball you can get it you can get it back and forth. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh, Okay, well, it's it's nineteen twenty four right now. Boston's leading. It's nineteen twenty four. Man, that's, that's a long time yeah. ago. Huh. It's, a, it's coming up on some the bad score years. It's is coming up nineteen some bad to twenty four. Yeah. in favor of the the bullets. Yeah, <laughs> no, the, the the Celtics. But who do we? Who do I mean? Go ahead and just make a pick right now. I say Boston. I say Boston. They're at, they're at home. My God, y'all are just such the numbers guys. Oh, they're already up. They're at home. Might as well because that's how it forces me goes. to pick Washington. Also, well, also is that whenever the Wizards start going into their bench, 
it's not good. That's true. That's true. The, the Wizards have a great great starting five, but then the moment they start making substitutions, if Bradley and Wall aren't out there, they I mean they suffer. Also, did I, you see where the uh, where the Celtics brought back their uh, title winning team from a few years ago and didn't invite Ray Allen? Yeah. Oh yeah, they got some beef <laughs> for some reason. And another thing I want to point out you left for Miami. <laughs> another thing I want to point out is um, uh, Boston's coach Brad Stevens. He's going to be a star in this league as a coach. So. Have y'all seen that? Uh, there's a Twitter, and it's actually Lebetard that, or it's not Lebetard, but they're mimicking. It's what people look like. Ben McAdoo looks like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ben <laughs> McAdoo looks like every uh, dad on American Home Videos that gets hit with a wiffle ball bat in the nuts. <laughs> so Brad true. Stevens look. He looks like the politician that just lost. Is what they said. He looks like. Yep. Oh man, that's well, a funny Twitter. He looks. He definitely looks like the. Um, Oh geez, he looks like a, like a pastor, like out in like uh, yeah. Dixon County. He actually looks like my old pastor from out in He looks like the pastor <laughs> that got caught with a hooker. <laughs> yeah, that's a, they, shots fired, Brad Stevens. I, I, I remember uh, coming at your neck. I remember when <laughs> when Vanderbilt was on that like bad losing streak or whenever. It was like a couple years ago when Kevin Stones was here, and we had like a lot of calls for like Vanderbilt needs to go into the checkbook and hire Brad Stevens. This was after <laughs> like one or two years he was in Boston. <laughs> Who is, not Greg Marshall? If there was a, if there was <laughs> not, a coach, just Brad Stevens. If there was a coach that you could you could have one free punch at, who would it be? At Ooh, any sport, not just basketball. Any sport? Oh man. Mm. Or racing ownership, Brian. <laughs> no, really, it was owners. There's not a problem. Kendrick, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, when it comes to racing, it's other drivers, oh, not the trouble team in owners. Turn two. Yeah. Oh, geez, that's a great question. Man, man, hitting. Five I'd like to put. Early. I'd like to put the big tuna down. Like Mike D'Antoni just has like this. Since he shaved his mustache, especially, <laughs> it looks incredibly punchable. I don't know if it'd be him though. I mean, Phil, Phil Jack- Parcells, Phil Jackson. Nah, Phil Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> hey. Yeah, that's not a bad one. To me, it'd probably be Tyrone Lue because uh, yeah. they, they say he's – I don't see him being can, a coach anyway. Can, he's not coaching that team. I don't care what any of the – Any can, people yep. out there say, LeBron is coaching that team. You could knock out Tyrone Lue, Cavs still win. I got my answer. Yes. <laughs> got my answer. Ken Hitchcock. Oh, Ken yeah. Hitchcock's oh. the, coach of the coach of the Dallas Stars. He was the coach of the Blues <laughs> and Flyers and the Stars before. Oh, I but, could probably give you a hockey one. But if you cut, but if you punch Ken Hitchcock in your in his neck, your fist is probably going to get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you a hockey one. Um, John Tortorella from oh, Columbus. Torts. Everybody doesn't like him. Torts. Oh man, I think Bill Parcells would be a good one to punch, just because I've always hated his face. McAdoo's good for football. McAdoo's good for football. Uh, Chip Kelly. I'd like to. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I've stood next to Chip Kelly before at a bar, and he looks so frail. I can see that. It's kind of bizarre. Like I, I didn't expect him to actually look great. Forward. Offensive mind, bad body. Yeah, I remember he was he was upset that we recognized. Hey, it's Chip Kelly. This was the, the night of the. He's uh, like, what? You know, it's me. It was an, it was the Alabama Notre Dame national title game at Tin Roof, at uh, out there in Dumbarton and West End, and uh, he recognized. You know, hey, it's Chip Kelly. It was Chip Kelly, Jim Grobe when he was with Wake Forest. A couple of other coaches because it was like a convention was in town. And Chip Kelly's <laughs> like, I don't want my picture taken in a bar. Because people thought he was going to – I would have I would been like, hey, sir, I'm going to take your picture right now just because you said that. You know, people thought he was going to go to the Browns. And the guy – Chris Martell from uh, from Fox Sports was there, and he's a big Browns fan. He was like, are you going to the Browns? I'm so excited. <laughs> and he was like, signing with the Eagles two days later. Where is he now? He's with the 49ers? He, he was with the 49ers. Now he's with the 49ers, yeah. Uh, Isn't he with, like, Alabama now? Chip Kelly? Uh, I think he is. Things like a I analyst see or whatever. I forget. I don't know. I mind bleach out college football after February. Yeah, I was about just to say that. Mind, it all yeah, just, it out. Well, right now is like the worst time, right? Because this is this is the what if for the NFL. This is the, pretty much right after 
like sometime after mid June, it's like the dead period in sports radio because oh, there's yeah. not much to talk about until August. I mean, that's why you got to be funny guys like ourselves. Yeah, and we're having a great show right, right now, now with like college football shows. I mean, we see the Bill Show, essentially, and Feinbaum Show. Essentially, it's like, hey, callers fight each other, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the that's like to me the worst sports radio. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it, but the, hey, that goes back to the last thing I was talking about. It, it's so easy to to do that. Literally, my first show, my first like actual show we had, it was called the Scoreboard down at KWN in Georgia. And I was like, I want to get something where I want the callers to call in and get mad at me. And so it was my, my friend Brandon Abraham and me. We did I it. think Mark Richt is a bad human being. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we were right there in that south, like North Georgia, like South Tennessee. So I was like, Peyton Manning's overrated. <laughs> Just whispered it in the mic. We had like three calls right off the bat. Hey, I'm calling because you say Peyton Manning's no damn good. <laughs> Peyton Manning can throw a ball through a wall. It's proven. He's done it. You're just saying like how Tom Brady's better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what we were doing. That was the whole. That was our just whole game plan. Antagonizing the listener. Antagonize the listener and get him to call in. But I mean, the phones lit up in a second in a small on a noon show on a Monday. <laughs> in the small town in small town southeast Tennessee. Yeah, hey, you're gonna you, rile up a lot of people. Did you see where uh, Jeff went? Did he leave a station? Yeah, he said he needed to clock in. He need to go call some some bitch on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Which Let's is go to Jeff online too. Jeff, you're on K. Keep Kanan. it KWN. Keep it a cannon though. Keep it a cannon. Peyton Manning is overrated. For the record, um, <laughs> Peyton Manning real. Overrated. I don't think we're gonna fully appreciate what Tom Brady. But Tom Brady did until after, well after he's gone. They were already talking about uh, Tom Brady was talking about Michael Jordan when asked about uh, the I hate this too the, the goat title of like sports, uh, especially after he was named Madden Cover Boy. Yeah, yeah, they did the whole Madden Curse video. Did you see that where he like yeah bro- he broke the mirror, mirror. walk under a, a, a ladder. ladder, and it, like my brother when we talked about it, he said, "Now nah, I really hope he gets hurt this year." Gosh. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, think about it. If there's not, if there's one player who sold a soul to the devil, it's Tom Brady. Um, I don't know married, about player. married, just Gis- uh, Giselle's pregnant wife. Yeah, let's not forget about that part. Jerk. Giselle. Uh, okay, but sir, I it's Giselle. Uh, <laughs> I don't hey, care. Hey, we don't support it in the show, but I'm saying the facts are out there. Mm, yeah. Okay. One, one. Right, how right, many right, Super Bowls right. did he have? Five. Yeah, he's got five now. Sponsored by Uggs? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, he's in every commercial. He's like a pretty boy, and girls love yeah, him. And it, Guys want to be him. I the, don't, but... You don't want to be Tom Brady? No. I can't see that. Because I don't really find Giselle all that. There's like other women that I'm more attracted to than her. No. Well, I mean, you know, everybody has their types and such, but I, I mean, know the overall message of Tom Brady. He has the greatest underdog story, right? One of the greatest, if you will. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Well, that, but that's that's how all great underdog stories end up, right? They end yeah, up being the when, champion. But all right, it's great that he won a Super Bowl in 2001. They were all underdogs. He was an underdog uh, football player from Michigan. He goes into uh, becomes starting quarterback for the Patriots after mm-hmm. Drew Bledsoe goes down, and it was great for the country that a team called the Patriots wins the Super Bowl in the 2001 season after 9/11. But after what 16 years later, people were sick and tired of him. Okay, yeah. okay, you say people, but it's very much you, sir. Uh, pre- pretty <laughs> much everybody, out, pretty much everybody outside the New England area of the United you States. You know what? That, that's a, that that is true, but those same people are totally making like 28 to three jokes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to the Falcons. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? 
This is true. Wouldn't you? Three to one. Well, because what? Three. I still don't think the three to one's gone yet. Are the Warriors pulling a three one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, They're gonna milk that until it happens. You know what though? That's that's motivated the Warriors. They haven't even lost the postseason yet. Yeah, we'll wait Say till the want. series. <laughs> Coming up after the break, uh, we're going to ask the question of all questions. What is the best sporting event for white people to day drink at? You're listening to After Dark. And hey, welcome back into After Dark Sports. Once again, the 50 Cent theme rolling in. If I can't, who can? <laughs> Speaking of can or can't uh this is a very side issue something that happened uh when it happened uh, over the weekend over the weekend I believe. over the weekend over the weekend or shortly before the you weekend. you can't really tell because it's marlins park and no one shows up anyway there's more than uh, uh, there's not just the flash anymore in marlins if you know d d gordon aka the flash in the marlins fan base as we have the flashers that are back uh, they're not called the flashers they're called the mermaids the flasher well, I was going to get to that. It is now the Marlin Man's Mermaids had a. Uh, it didn't full on. Didn't go full board. Didn't go full nipple. No, didn't no, go there was full no nipple at all. Anything Close. like that. He has a. Uh, he released a statement to the uh, New York Post. For those who don't know, uh, Marlin's Man. You know, a he's well- that guy in orange. Lawrence in every, Levy. Every <laughs> nationally televised game in any sport. Mm-hmm. He's a mm-hmm. practicing attorney. He uh, essentially just decided, you know, I'm going to start. You know, instead of I can't give these tickets away to the Dolphins and to the Heat and everything because it's Miami and Miami it's a tough city to get around. So you know what. I'm just going to start going to all these events myself and started going to, you know, like Little League World Series and started going to just random basketball games, World Series. And he's known because he wears a bright orange Marlins jersey, which you can be for for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So he uh, he now had a, uh, a crew of uh, women with him. He called the mermaids. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. his goal is I'm trying to bring sexy back to the MLB. <laughs> and, and he so- did. In style, <laughs> yeah, like right, right beside, right behind home plate. There was not one, not two, but three women in like the traditional orange Marlins jersey. One of them decided to make eye contact with the pitcher, pull her V neck down a little bit lower, and just kind of twist her shoulders around. side <laughs> to side. Let's call a spade a spade. She was yeah. shaking them around like it was Mardi Gras. Well, no, it wasn't that. It was more like a Hooters girl competition. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Mardi Gras. <laughs> Having one lived, out of ten. Having, one out of ten. It was having eight. livings. I've lived through Mardi Gras in multiple cities. That was not Mardi Gras. <laughs> but um, yeah. oh, do we do we hate this? Do we love this? If you say you love it, instant fascist. You know what though? <laughs> I, I don't hate it. I don't mind it. I well, think that uh, I personally, I think Marlins guy is good for is good for sports. I do too. I do too. He, and, he's a constant but if you want to, if you want to disagree, that's fine too. But I think in the grand scheme of things, he's good for sports. I, I like. He's it. annoying as hell. Oh. Brian hates anybody that shows up in championship games a lot. <laughs> he is by far like the biggest photo bomber in sports right now because he's been in like an almost every major sporting event in what within the last twelve months or something like that. No, he always that. shows up. He's always like that's like three he, years. Was he uh, sitting on like on the bench uh, next to like the Cavaliers or the Warriors last year? Yeah, and then you always see him behind a nationally televised baseball game. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he was at all the World Series. He's at, at majority. Yeah, of the World he was Series at the games. World Series pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. Because to me, that's someone who's seeking attention, and it's stupid. If you want to go to every game, that's fine, but don't show up in one particular brand. Before he started doing the mermaids, though, he was it was kind of a, a nice thing he was doing. He had the tickets. 
and he would buy an extra ticket next to himself and he would just pick somebody out and you know it was out there and be like you want to come sit behind home plate with me and that's not you know well, that's in the good. baseball sense but yeah, yeah i mean there was sort of a thing but the don't thing, draw attention to yourself well he's gonna because of the orange there's no way not. The story to. behind it is that apparently he was going to a Miami Heat game where the Miami Heat fans in the playoffs they wear all white. By accident, a few years ago, I wore a orange Marlins jersey to a Heat game. First off, who does that by accident? The second off, you're wearing something underneath <laughs> your Marlins jersey. Sorry, <laughs> everyone's wearing white, but someone had stolen the white shirt they left on my chair to wear, so I stuck out like a creamsicle. My friends liked it; they could now see me. So that's the origin to why he does it. So I mean, it's. Th- I don't care so much that he does it. It doesn't bother me at all, actually. It doesn't bother me a bit. Actually, I look for him in any game. I'm like, where is that orange? It can, you know, it's like a, it's a he's constant probably trope. at this uh, Boston Wizards game right now. I guarantee you, he's somewhere there. He's probably somewhere there. He's probably somewhere there. But this whole mermaids thing, I think is great. I think it's great just for the sense of it's 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 a whole nother light of baseball. My favorite quote about this whole thing is that. Um, the gala did it. Uh, to be honest, I was caught off guard. I was sitting and watching the game. We had a couple guys on base, and we were talking and laughing. What do we do to? Uh, thought it'd be funny to just, you know, funny distraction to get the pitcher's attention to see if we could help. So that's what we did. We didn't think we were on camera. Oh, <laughs> you're with Marlins, man. Do you think? <laughs> do you think that girl watches baseball? No, no, yeah. And that, I mean, behind the home plate, obviously, you're always on camera with the Marlins, man. You're gonna be in somewhere around the camera. But uh, I, I like it just in the sense of it's like, I mean, it's just funny. It's just funny. Not What's even the up? fact that she is a pretty girl, because, I mean, that's what she is. Let's just knock that off the court. I mean, this wasn't a, 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 an ugly ugly person in any in any facet. No, but in the grand scheme of things, she was having fun. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the feel, whole thing. I don't feel bad about well, this. Well, I don't have a problem with her doing what she did, but I'm just tired of Marlon's What is man. the next step? Ooh, um, you know... Duke basketball uh, used to have this guy, you know, I wouldn't say used to have this guy, like it was a regular thing, but uh, they were playing against, I think, either North Carolina or Maryland, and he did like a full, like, speedo dance. Yeah. That's normal for college basketball. We talked about earlier about what is, what is like, the what have we established as normal? Michael Phelps at Arizona State. Did you see that where he came? At, he came. Well, out. Arizona State they ha- they get like a bunch of people, and anytime when there's a, an opposing team at the foul line, they yeah. try to do a lot of crazy. And they had a hidden. Stuff. They had a hidden person. They had two people in, in speedos, and then they had a hidden person who pops out of the side. It's Michael Phelps with like fake uh, gold I remember, uh, I Olympic rem- medals on. Yeah, I remember someone tried to act like they're James Harden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the best. Stuff. One of the ones I do like when he comes to like fans, the uh, curtain of distraction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's what, what it is. Yeah, one of the things I like uh, when you have someone who uh, sticks out is like these two people from Vancouver. They dress up the Green Men. The Green Men. Oh, they retired. They retired. Oh, that sucks. No wonder Vancouver Titans sucks. Titans used now. to have something like that, right? Well, I mean, I mean, they weren't a distracting person, but that was the. Uh, I think they still have them. the guys who come in the blue suit and the guy comes in the red suit. They paint their whole bodies in either blue or red. They have the flame head. Yeah, Florida State's I, I, had that I see years. the I, I see the one Titans fan that he's usually on TV a lot. It, he wearing the the flaming head. Yeah, yeah, but he's not on TV enough to annoy you. Yeah, they just like he's usually there when they like when they're coming back from commercial. That's about it. <laughs> the minimus side of me wants to say uh, if a if a guy grabbed his crotch on TV, it'd be <laughs> it's baseball. <laughs> <laughs> that's normal. Yeah, that's true. You're probably, not, you're not probably, wrong. 
probably drive in uh, more female viewers doing that. The, okay, so I'm, I'm, I look this think? up because you I said. I think we no. push them away, bud. No, yeah, <laughs> the Arizona State, you know, I'm, I'm the headline here. This is all you have to say. Arizona State fan eats and slathers mayonnaise all over his chest to distract free throw shooter. <laughs> and the guy has a haircut like Kenny G, which makes it even better. I would love to see if the, the analytics on that, the if it actually works. It's got to work. Caveman and a unitard. That's kind of cool. But yeah, they have a full on like the curtain of distraction. Yeah, they have a whole thing. That This is awesome. See, uh, sports fun. are fun. That's fun yeah. in the sense of like if you're talking about fansmanship, right? Mm-hmm. Going back to what we were talking about earlier. I hate the ones that take it the other way. Yeah. The whole let me attack the I, other fans. One of the funniest tweets that I saw, like David O'Brien, he works for the Atlanta Journal Constitution. The Braves were playing the Marlins this past weekend. He still called Marlins Park the Orange Bowl. <laughs> well, it, it's on the old. I know it's on yeah. the old ground, but it's on the skeleton. It, shows, yeah. it shows you how bad the Marlins are and how obnoxious that price tag is, and they people still call it the Orange Bowl. What's worse, that or when Hulk Hogan at World WrestleMania called it the the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan? Remember that the Silver Dome? It is called the Silver Dome. No, no, but they were somewhere else. Sky Dome. Yeah, I think they were in the Sky, Sky Dome. Dome. Oh. And he came out on the. Uh, in the Superdome. Uh, yeah, it was the Superdome. I think. Yeah, they were in a. Uh, uh, I heard about this. Yeah, he came. He came out and did it. Was doing a promo. It came out. He's like, so great to be here in the Silverdome, brother. <laughs> and everybody started booing him. <laughs> he probably did that on purpose. Probably. Well, because that was WrestleMania three, right? No, WrestleMania three was in uh, Pontiac, Michigan. Yep, yeah, that's what Silverdome. I'm saying. That was at the Silverdome. I told you yeah. guys my Silverdome story, right? No. The, no. Week, the week that the Silverdome sold, like the entire grounds around it, the Silverdome itself for like 680 grand. I was doing a mortgage for a guy, uh, like down the street from my office, for 600 grand for a beach for a beach condo. We're talking <laughs> a football stadium and the parking structure versus a. 2,000 square foot condo. <laughs> That's how bad Detroit real estate was at the time. So a little bit of quick uh, breaking thing before we get back into Preds talk and then five tough questions. So breaking news, according to the Tennessean, um, per Mike Oregon, anthem singer unhappy about being upstaged by country acts. So Dennis Dennis K. Morgan, who's the kind of a regular anthem singer, he's not the, the constant guy who does it every single night like Charles Glenn does it for um, – the blues or leo does it for the columbus uh for columbus or that guy from chicago jim cornielson yeah. who does it for you know chicago dennis morgan does it about i'd say about a third to half the time and apparently they, the tennessee reached out to him and got an article saying that uh then the preds continue to bring in these other singers and tell them as a-listers which hurt me <laughs> as uh as mark harris a friend of mine put out there those a-listers are carrie underwood lady antebellum and little big town what are you gonna do? Those are indeed a listers. Luke <laughs> Bryan, sorry to say, a lister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're talking about in the country world, yeah, a lister. I mean, who do y'all want for uh, game three to be the hype man? I know I've heard talks of all this. Wait, hype man? Yeah, the towel. Who, who's yeah. a big uh, athlete or whoever in town? Right now? Marcus Mariota. Eddie yeah, George would be good. Him. Eddie George, I would, yeah, I would love Eddie to see George, George but I, I heard one. I think it actually might have been on the Big Joe show, Greg Pogan Big Joe, mm-hmm. uh, The Rock. Went to McGavick. Mm, that's a no. He was only at McGavick for like a month. Doesn't matter. He has Nashville connections, and he has a movie coming he out. He had his car stolen on Nolensville Road. I mean, that makes <laughs> him. How 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 hype would that that would be? That would be crazy if The Rock came out if they played the because I think actually now yeah, it is all coming back because it was Charlie that said they played the 1990 something uh, uh, intro music for The Rock at one of the games against the Blues. And it, it was like, why did they play? It was just a random, like, they played that. They were doing back and forth with, like, old WWE themes. Yeah. And that I was mean, awesome. How hype would it get if people, you just hear, if you smell 
and then it just hit, the Rock walks out and he raises the eyebrow, rips oh, yeah. the shirt off, they showing would, the Preds jersey. They would, yeah, they have to give him a mic so he can talk. You know, this is a really smart move by the Predators by bringing in like kind of a hype person in there because it because I've been in pre, I've been in playoff games before. Everyone's really excited for it and they're waiting for something to make them cheer. And then, oh no, we're we're losing this game. Yeah, we're losing this. Game. Oh, there's a goal. Damn it. Then you see the Rock, and he's out there swinging yeah. the towel. I mean, Avery Williamson was great last year. Um, I mean, the Titans guys—they were the Titans guys do a wonderful job with it. Yeah. And again, I, I say but this I think again. The, one of those those guys are like you don't know their faces too well. If you're they just know a Marcus's common face. face, they know Marcus. You're right on that. You throw out Marcus Mariota, but with like a they cast? did last year with a cast though. What about Dansby Swanson? Yeah, but it I, don't think, I don't think I don't he's that at. big. I don't think he's that big. No, that and right now he's not swinging a bat too well to be yeah, able to just go yeah. out there and swing a who towel. Would, who would be someone that's not an athlete? Ooh, not an athlete. Oh man. I mean, Phil Bredesen. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> it won't to... be Phil Bredesen. It's like yeah, Hope Pines. No. no. <laughs> I'm a pleasure. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> do the Hope Pines <laughs> lean out there. Kind of hard to do that without like a table, though. Leave the Statum. I bet you people would love it if Statum came out there. <laughs> no, this is the truth. When Hope Pines was was in here doing a going to be doing a show after um, after Bill, I totally like. Hope's in the building, and I'm like, I grew up. I was a Channel Five guy growing up, so naturally, I'm doing this next to Hope Hines. I took a picture <laughs> of my dad, like, hey, look, it's me and Hope Hines. <laughs> so that, that was like the one time I, I've the one time I like nerded out in the in, you know when interviewing. Somebody. My first my first time ever uh, working or doing anything here at WNSR was uh, Hope Hines filled in for Greg Pogue yeah. for the Big Joe Show, and I was doing it for Charlie. Oh man, and that was the, Hope's such a good guy. Yeah. yeah, I was here though when he did break the FCC. He called someone an a hole, like you know, like, <laughs> yeah. oh dude, yeah, yeah. That was, I think that was the one I was at. <laughs> can't quite do that. Uh, I texted Charlie, like, great to hear my childhood hero break the FCC laws. <laughs> Charlie, of course, responded, "I was waiting for a knock on the door. It never came." <laughs> so, uh, real quick, uh, Predators play. Uh, if you're listening on Tuesday, it'll be tonight. Um, did not look great. On Sunday, especially in the second period, I had an okay for had a pretty good first period. Um, if you're a Predators fan, you definitely want uh, the pace to start to be pushed early. I don't think Anaheim wants to skate with you. I don't think that. Um, and just being honest, I mean, I think the chippiness and everything. As long as you start scoring on the power play, that stuff will stop. Mm. If you want to, you want to have a real deterrent. Start scoring on the power play, and that means start moving around. There's too many times where the Predators are just sitting back and waiting for their defenseman to fire something in on goal. This means that your big guys, your Colin Wilsons, your James Neals, your Mike Fishers, have to drive the net. That opens up shooting lanes across the rest of the ice. That's the part that's getting frustrating for you on the power play. And let's face it, with a functioning power play, you're coming home with a 2-0 lead. That game doesn't even go to overtime on Friday. Yeah. That game on Sunday is over with. Good power play solves all of this. John Gibson's a big guy. He doesn't move side to side terribly well. I just have like a bunch of hockey points. I'm just going to know. Yeah, just yeah. go through them. Go there through them real quick. <laughs> well, We're I was actually on, talking stats on this show. I was oh. on with Johnny, and Jenna, I, I know Johnny was kind of under the weather. He powered through it like a champ, like he normally does. But, you know, I was just like, I was trying to give him as much, you know, much material as he could and, you know, avoid him. And then he starts firing back at me because I could tell he was, you know. He was into it. He was into it. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Franks gets into this stuff. Um, so Johansson's comments on Kessler, I'm sure that's going to get a little bit of attention from the officials, and they're going to be watching Kessler a bit more. But their only real deterrent there is to get a functioning power play going on. But Nashville's going to win this series comfortably if they get any kind of production out of a line that's not centered by Ryan Johansson. Uh, Mike Fisher has zero points the entire postseason. Cal Yarncroke has one goal, and that was an empty netter. Sisson scored twice. I want to see more out of Colton Sissons. I think if you reunite him with Colin Wilson and Craig Smith, that's a very comp, you know, competent second or third line, depending on how you want to roll it out. 
And then James Neal, uh, you got to give him some kind of puck distributor to him. If Craig Smith can't go, put him beside Sissons and Wilson, and I think that's a much better line than what they're rolling out. Yeah, because right I think at the near the end of game two, I think they were so down like four to three, and uh, I, rem- I remember it was like on a faceoff zone. I I think in Nashville's zone, and um, Colin Wilson comes out with Mike Fisher and James Neal because Peter Laviolette made a lineup change, and we all know how good that line was last year. So apparently he tried to do something to reignite that line, but it really didn't do anything. Let me ask a question as just a novice hockey fan. Let's hear it. Is pulling the goalie worth it? Yes. It is? Yeah, if you're down. I feel like the last – just I mean, these last games that I've watched, it's every time they pull a goalie, the other team scores because there's an empty net. That's well, the you, point. You got, you got – <laughs> man, there's a chance it works, but, I mean, keep in mind, a, a typical goalie is going to save mm-hmm. 9 out of 10 at saves. 9 out of 10 at sees. So, you know, you shoot 10 times, I'm going to stop nine of them. Yeah. Therefore, 90% of the time you shoot, it's not going to go in. So you got to do something different. And, you know, and a lot of times, you know, the best scoring opportunities you're going to get is when you just when you can cycle around the other team's offensive zone, get them tired, and having a six-player out there will do that. It forced them to ice the puck several times. Yeah. They had their chance, you know. But, again, the power play, that's what it boils down to with me with this series. So got that out of the way. Uh, how are you guys feeling as far as confidence goes? I mean, this is, I ex- uh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I expected them to lose uh, yesterday because um, I was watching my my brother and a, a friend of his uh, at home, and I expected them to lose, but I didn't expect them to lose the way they did. I expected them probably it'd probably be a tight game and go into overtime, and then Anaheim will pull off the win because that's kind of like what happened in St. Louis. But the way they played after they got two to nothing, and then even when they got the three two lead, they were just being outskated and outmanned the entire game, pretty much from the second period on. So if they can somehow re energize themselves, get with a good win, and of course we all know British Arena, it's gonna be really loud, it's gonna be rocking. If they can like get if that crowd can get behind them and they can start playing like we all seen them play throughout the playoffs. They can probably win, but it, I expected this series to go to seven. So if they can get a couple wins the next couple nights, I'm re- I'll feel really confident. Do you think it needs to go back to Anaheim two two or th- or bar- go back to Anaheim three one three one? Okay, if it comes back two two, yeah, I'm not feeling terribly hard. confident. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, once they get back to Predator, uh, back, back to Smashville, I think they're going to get re-energized and you're going to see a different team. I think they've been taking a lot of hits into Anaheim, and I think that's kind of a it's, I mean, you can almost see you can see the play kind of slow down for the Preds. That downhill motion isn't really falling as well as it had been against the Blues and such like that as they were going into the end of their season. So, I mean, I I, I think once they skip back in Smashville and, and the way Bridgestone does everything, they do everything right, they're already playing. Like I said, even with the hype man, every little small detail will help that team get that momentum And plus, back. the last time Anaheim played here in town, what was the score? It was 5 nothing Nashville, right? Yeah. So... And it wasn't very loud then, so it's going to be really loud now. It's so playoff then. hockey, boy. You got to yeah. throw out the regular season. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think that uh, that if that you- that would probably be a factor into how Anaheim oh, yeah. plays. Agreed. All right, all right. Let's do a little live thing here. It's going to be live. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give us an intro. All right. So go ahead, Brian. And now five tough questions. Thank you. 
<laughs> We're going to get something going. I thank you, Omar, for that. So um, it goes with, I mean, first off, we had to mention, you know, quite a bit that uh, about baseball. We also failed to mention that the Kansas City Royals, your Kansas City Royals, swept my Baltimore Royals. We talked about it because of the donuts. Yep, we talked about Take it. That. So I feel the need to uh, <laughs> to address that by way of one of the five tough questions tonight. Do it. I'm not afraid. Yeah, do you know whose birthday was today? George Brett. Oh, yeah. George oh, yeah, Brett. I saw that. George Brett turned 64 today. So That's why the George sun Brett, was shining. George Brett, who is best known for uh, being a very fiery character. and you know, My favorite baseball player of all time. Yeah. he's on, Today, I mean, he was also uh, known for the pine tar incident. Yep. yep. He's a bit of a hothead. So with that question, with that in mind, the question is, who is your favorite all-time sports villain? Ooh, this music goes well with that. <laughs> sports villain. Man, I always loved, uh, and I still do to this day because he did it to America. He was America's villain at a time. Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman's a good answer. Um, go play for North. Go play a game for North Korea. That, that's <laughs> ultimate heel turn right there. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> man, Tony Stewart when he went out. To Dustin. Go, like, oh, I was, I was a Stewart guy. Yeah. But Dustin Brown. Dustin Brown. Dustin Brown for the LA oh, Kings. Yeah, I hated him. Yeah, you come with these hockey references. And I really gotta uh, think. Dustin Brown was a guy that made got made fun of by Sean Avery for his speech impediment, saying and also saying his wife wasn't hot enough. Oh. And speaking of that, here's my favorite villain, Sean Avery, because what he said in a post-game interview, oh, all these hockey players are taking my sloppy seconds and all that. Man, what a <laughs> jerk. Yeah, that, guy, that guy was pretty bad. Number two, the Nashville Predators' uh, secondary market prices for the conference final are the most expensive in the NHL, with an average price north of $500 so far. Cup final prices, just ballparking it, probably going to be approaching over $1,000. The question for you guys is, what would you rather do? Would you rather spend around $800 to $1,000 on hockey tickets to see the Nashville Predators in Nashville, or would you rather take that money to fly to either Pittsburgh or Ottawa to see the game there for just about the same price? Being we're not in Nashville. Like, we're in this in this idea. Meaning that you're, you are your guy. You are your Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You are Zach and Brian. I would still rather want to see uh, – oh, man, you know what? No. No, I'd, I'd like to go up to, like – yeah, I'd say Nashville. <laughs> yeah, I'd say Nashville as well Nashville. because it, it's sweeter if you see it at home than yeah. it is yeah. going up. It, yeah, even though you can have a good trip and everything, go to Ottawa, Pittsburgh, places you haven't been. But go to it's Pittsburgh, always, see bridges. I don't, I don't know. What <laughs> Ottawa, see. you can see the Parliament <laughs> Building. Hell, I don't know what's. You can in see Ottawa. the canal. Who yeah. cares about? So, yeah, Canada. I'd rather stay here. <laughs> I thought the capital was Toronto. You know what? I want a heel turn on Canada. What, what can I? Who puts a leaf as your flag? Oh, man, that, that, that came in at the right time. <laughs> well, I did this on my old show where I would used to do, like, orchestra music during this time. So, yeah. Don't mess with Canada. We'll dry up and blow away. All right, let's go to the third one. Number three, <laughs> baseball. Today is the one-year anniversary of the Roughnet Odor punching Jose, uh, Jose Batista. Uh, yeah, exactly. Best hit all year. Out of all the fights you've seen in sports, what is the most satisfying fight you've ever seen? Uh, in just sports? Yeah. Uh, mm. Jason Verlander hitting out A-Rod. <laughs> that was good. Um, I'm going to go racing about five years ago. Clint Boyer and Jeff Gordon at Phoenix because Clint Boyer, he was running for the championship, and uh, he got into Jeff Gordon, and they wrecked. Uh, Jeff Gordon wrecked. So Jeff, he's pissed. So he goes out there. He's waiting on Clint Boyer. Boyer tries to avoid him, but Jeff completely turns him and takes out Joe Logano at the same time. And Clint Boyer, of course, he wasn't happy about it. Jeff Gordon was already back at his hauler. So Clint Boyer got out of his car and ran all the way to his, 
to Jeff Gordon's holler, and they started having a shouting match, and then a couple of the crew members got into a fight. So is that it, was pretty cool. Is this when Boyer was driving the Jack Daniels car? No, this is, when he was, this is when he was driving the five-hour energy. It's for Lynchburg. This is when he was driving driving the five-hour energy car for uh, Michael Waltrip at the time. Oh, uh, gotcha. He was still fidgety either way. There you go. <laughs> uh, mine, mine would probably be actually a UFC fight, just because that's a sport. Uh, when uh, Chuck Liddell beat the hell out of Tito Ortiz the first time, because mm, Tito man. cried, looked like he was crying in the ring. Why is my friend beating me up? <laughs> Good that times. worked for me. Good Number times. four, the Preakness Stakes is this weekend. You have the Grand Prix of Monaco, Indy 500, and Coca-Cola 600 coming up on Memorial Day weekend. And Memorial Day weekend, to me, screams baseball as well. question is, what is the best excuse for white people to drink? Horse racing, auto racing, or baseball? Horse racing. Red Sox games. (laughs) (laughs) Anything in Boston. I don't know. What do you want to say? <laughs> uh, uh, horse racing is pretty damn extravagant when it comes to like their the Iroquois. Iroquois. Iroquois was uh, last this, this last past, weekend. Yeah. This past yeah. weekend, I, I saw some videos from that. But I, you know, baseball. I think that's such a good one. I think that's such a good one to drink for. But I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're in Red Sox, yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, auto racing is pretty damn. You know, you have different levels of auto racing. Yeah. Like if the best Twitter account every summer is Indy 500 picks. Yeah, it's it's people just come because there's no shade at all around Indianapolis. Unless you're unless you're on the front stretch. Unless you're on the front stretch or, or you're in the pagoda. You know? Yeah. Well, too, if you, if you get drunk for NASCAR, NASCAR you know drunk. where they're going. NASCAR, drunk <laughs> you know where is... they're going. You don't have to follow it too much. Baseball, you can you can, you can lose the baseball pretty easily. I mean, you know, they're going left. Well, IndyCar's doing the same thing. Yeah. Especially. Uh, this entire month or uh, indie right now yeah, IndyCar car it's also kind of like this you know like you don't really care about the race as much <laughs> yeah NASCAR. compared to last year 300 no it was like four hundred thousand people showed up because of the hundredth running it was mostly a party look at that guy <laughs> yeah, like the, you see like a lot of tank top uh tank top my kind uh, of people sunburns those are always bad <laughs> no not sunburns i don't like that Oh no, that's those are terrible. Uh, I, I've got to go. Uh, probably, uh, I got to go. Probably auto racing, just because in Monaco, like I could totally like see myself, you know, in like the casino deck of Monaco in a hot tub, just doing blow and drinking champagne. That just seems like the best time ever. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had to just throw in that. Gonna do some they blow. Pr- they probably the they side. probably do that in the harbor. Hey guys, let's go. Uh, let's go watch an auto race and uh, you know do a little that's blow. Why, then have some champagne. <laughs> that's what happens when you're filthy rich and uh, you you don't get taxed. Yeah, you live in Monaco. You just live out on a yacht in Monaco. That's and Tuesday see, and see like an eighth <laughs> of the race. You don't even get to see the rest of the track. No, you don't need to see it. Race. I can hear it. I'm good. <laughs> Is that where Tony Stark got attacked in Iron Man Two? Yes, that's the exact yeah, same yeah, track. Yeah, okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad someone else picked that up, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, number five, finally, uh, Predators. Do they get it done? Uh, in the whole series? Win the whole series. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think they've got, they've had five, too much six, coming seven. with it. I think it's just like the Blues. Uh, we'll I'm, the I'm, I'm still going to go with seven, but I think Nashville can pull it off. I like Predators in six. Just... Just really because I mean they've already won at home they've already you know taken home ice advantage I think they hold serve I wouldn't be surprised if they did drop one of these games at home but uh, making up for it in Anaheim I could see that well that's gonna do it yeah got some pretty good outro music right here too oh is that is that what we were doing is that the outro I thought we were going into Magic Stick sir oh. Is that what, what we're happened? Going to? We're yeah, not ending this. Plan. We're not ending this till Magic Stick comes on, sir. Yeah, we stick it. with themes on this show. You don't come into our station. 
<laughs> Wait, what's the what's the reflect? I got twenty five women in a limousine. That was waiting my, on me. That was the go woo. That was uh <laughs> Did you see my James Neal? Because that's actually what I did. Yeah, there we go. Because the, the whole the whole thing was like that when James Neal first showed up to Nashville, I was like, and he's you know, we're like, oh, he's saying all the right things. Well, dude, what do you expect him to say? <laughs> you know, yeah, you guys traded for me because you can't score no damn goals with your bunch of choir boys out here. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a real man here with a sleeve tattoo and a beard. <laughs> It's kind of like when you were in high school. Hey, girls, you ever been with a boy with a car before? That's <laughs> what I am. You beat the man. You got to be the man. No, you got to be the man. You want to beat the man. Yeah. Uh, who knows? So that, that's where that came from. And I used to do, like, full-on, like, promos every <laughs> before every game regarding, like, you know, what the prayers are going to do and everything. <laughs> I love these women from St. Louis, man. They want all the action in the world, but they ain't expecting no ring out no deal. <laughs> <laughs> 50 years and count. Pretty all much. right. Hey, episode 14 in the books. Uh, stay, stay, stay looking, stay, stay watching 15, 16, 17. We're not stopping. Stay We're going to like, like LeBron said, not one, not two, not 20, not 30. We're going to keep this going. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter. I am Zach Williams, Brian Robertson, Dan Bradley at after dark sports is where you go to see us. We are out.